Hey everyone, you're listening to It's Not Just a Habit, where we talk about the small things that make room for big changes. I'm your host, Zoe Bjornsson, and I'm glad you're here. Hey everyone, it's me, Zoe. I am here with a little solo episode. I kind of was just called to talk a little bit about habits as they've shifted for me and also habits, especially in the wake of trauma and what that means for different people and specifically what it, what it meant for me, um, in the past week and a half, I have been through a couple, a a series of events, a series of fortunate and unfortunate events. We had a snowstorm apocalypse, whatever you want to call it in, in Austin, Texas and, and storms throughout the United States, but Oklahoma and Texas were, were hit pretty hard. Um, we had over 140 hours of, of straight freezing temperatures. And if you know anything about Texas, specifically Austin, you might know that that's pretty uncommon. And these freezing temperatures didn't just mean it was cold and we had six and a half inches of snow on the ground, which is frankly unheard of, but it also meant that the power went out. And it also meant that the water went out for some people. And if the water stayed on, you also had to boil the water to be able to drink the water. This also meant that people couldn't drive to work. Essential workers couldn't um, get to work and the roads were frozen over and there wasn't salt to ice or, you know, salt to salt the roads and and melt the ice and um, it you know, melt the ice melted and then it froze again. It's, it's like, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain all of these issues. And I'm hoping if you're listening to this, you have at least seen a bit in the news over, you know, why this happened, not only because of mother nature, but also because of ERCOT and the situation of the electrical grids and how power even works in Texas, which is not something they tell you when you move to a new state. So I learned a lot in this past week, both about my state, my new home, uh, about myself and about the people that support me. Um, It also so happened to be the week of my 29th birthday. And I'm sitting here having just gotten out of this experience two or, you know, what, three or four days ago and, and thinking about why habits are important in, in the wake of trauma, uh, you know, both in the midst of it, in the middle of it and in the days afterwards. And, and it's particularly important and interesting to me in this moment because, Today was the first day that I started to feel like I was returning to myself. And I mean that in the sense that my body did not feel like it was in the same space as my heart and my mind. And I'll tell you a little bit about my experience specifically over the last couple of weeks. So you can kind of go on this journey with me, but it started off on Monday, waking up late because my alarm didn't go off uh, and just feeling I'll shake it up. Not sure what to do. I ran downstairs. 
Uh, and it had kind of started to snow the night before. Um, so we we're definitely getting a sprinkling, which we got earlier this year, but did not know the extent of it. I knew it was going to be cold. Did not expect to wake up and go out my patio and, and see six inches of snow on the ground and my patio covered in snow. Um, my power was off. So my heat was off. My water was still running at the time. This is Monday morning, you know, 7:30 AM. My apartment was still fairly warm. Cause I think the power had gone off maybe around 2 AM or something like that. Um, maybe later, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And from there it was like, okay, what are we going to do? for a little bit see when the power comes back on at that point we were thinking it was going to be a rolling blackout type situation so I went outside I played in the snow I took my pictures and I you know cozied up and put on my layers and just started to hang out for the morning uh, a little frustrated I couldn't work but uh, also welcoming a bit of rest for myself um, and just started to wait it out fast forward to maybe like 12 o'clock noon um power wasn't coming back on. It was kind of, um, you know, we were hearing that there were supposed to be rolling blackouts were happening and they weren't and, and kind of started to think about what that next game plan was. So I, I kind of went out of the snow day mentality. This is so fun. I'm wearing my pajamas for the whole day. I mean, we kind of all do that now that it's quarantine to a little panicky, a little overwhelmed. Like I got to start working. I have a big week. What am I going to do? And I, I will caveat this with, I am extremely, extremely fortunate to be able to have had a place to go um, and a place to go that I didn't have to drive to. I have never driven in snow. I don't have four wheel drive. Um, and I was able to walk to um, a, a family's, like my family's condo, which was downtown, which still had power. Uh, extremely lucky. I would do not take that privilege lightly uh, whatsoever and decided to pack up my stuff, my computer, a bag of clothes, put it in a backpack, um, you know, enough for a day or two, you know, nothing crazy and did my little walk across the lake and arrived at the condo. Heat's, you know, still going, but keeping it low because of, you know, we're trying to conserve power, um, water's still on, nothing's open there's, you know, bare minimum food kind of pantry staples. And I had brought over maybe a couple bars that were in my apartment, not thinking I would be there for six more days. Um, and so from there, it's like more and more information is coming out and trying to absorb that information, find the right information, find the most useful information is not something I've ever been great at. Um, so this is like where social media just come, comes in hot for better or for worse. And when I think about habits, I also think about the concept of good and bad habits. And we all have good habits. We all have bad habits. We also have habits we don't even know about. And social media is just a, a habit in itself. Um, and the interesting shift here for me was like the, the shift from thinking about social media as like an entertainment habit to a necessity habit. And I was finding out anything and everything from Instagram and, and Twitter and whether it was, you know, down the line, a, a Ted Cruz meme or where they were handing out free food, um, in the downtown area or, um, what organizations to even donate to, to try to support. And, this is something I'll talk a little bit, you know, about later, but, but social media as a, as a habit and as a necessity habit is, is something that 
I'm curious how we even get away from. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know the answer. Uh, and if you do, I'd love to have a conversation. But in this kind of week, I, I definitely felt it feel feel real. So fast forward. Tuesday, you know, definitely feeling the stress of it. My partner's supposed to fly in on the weekend to spend my birthday with me. Everything feels up in the air. I have Wi-Fi, so I'm working, but I'm distracted because people don't have power. People don't, you know, are starting to not have water. My city is in a state of disarray. I don't know where I'm going to get food if I run out. I don't know where I'm going to get water if I run out. You know, all these questions and this like analysis paralysis is kind of starting to weigh on me by, by that point. Um, and this, this is kind of like the day where the week just gets away from me. Um, and I started to notice myself falling into these cracks of bad habits. Um, and, and really noticing where the, the, the bad habits that I did have were making me feel more anxious than I needed to. And they were making me feel more like everything was crashing in on me than it was. And I'm specifically thinking about Instagram here because although it was useful to know where they were handing out free food, should I ever need it? Um, and you know, plenty of people needed it before I ever did. So it was like, you, you don't even want to take too much and your mind spinning. Anyways, I, I got to a point where it was just like, you, you think everything is scarcer than it is because that's the only um, information that you're feeding yourself. And how true that is, is a, is a whole other story for specific people and, and also for the specific situation. But really it was, it was having to gut check myself in these habits and be like, you don't need to keep scrolling on Instagram to find out where free food is tomorrow. You have three RX bars and, um, you still have water at this point. And, and it's like, you have to remind yourself and being as someone who lives alone and was alone during this time, um, of crisis of trauma, you don't have anyone to like gut check yourself with, which is another interesting thing. And, an, and another habit of like talking out loud and talking to people and voicing your concerns that, I'm really trying to learn and, and work through and, and build for myself. Um, anywho, Tuesday, Wednesday, water goes off, water comes on maybe a day later, water goes back off and, um, was without, without it for the rest of the week. And I, f I found myself I had water, I had food, I had power, I had enough to get through. And I was, I was, I was, I was fine, but at the same time, I found myself needing to simplify just about everything. And I found myself, especially with habits, needing to get back to the core thing that I do that would make me happy around that habit, or not even happy, but make me feel centered, make me feel grounded. And, and this to me is really why habits start simple and they start Tiny. This is why BJ Fogg is talking about small habits. This is why James Clear is talking about atomic habits. This is why you don't run a marathon before you can run one mile. This is why you don't run one mile before you can walk for 15 minutes comfortably. This is why we learn how to crawl before we learn how to walk. Like I could break it down to the tiniest little things, but 
if you learn how to run a marathon, if you learn how to run before you learn how to walk, when you lose everything or when you lose pieces of yourself that are so associated with running or like you need all these things to function when you're running, then what are you going to do when you, you learn how to, you don't know how to use your legs. I mean, I don't know if this is the right, you know, analogy here right now, but bear with me. We're going unscripted today, but I really needed to pare down everything in this kind of like crisis week in order to still get what I needed from these habits, uh, but, but not overwhelm myself. And the two things that really stuck out for me, the two things that I was doing that stuck out for me were getting outside. (laughs) Granted, it was like nine degrees one day, which is just insane to me and stretching. And so moving my body helped me feel more connected to my body. And another piece of the puzzle was getting out of bed before I checked my phone, which is not something I did every morning last week, but is something that has just been a game changer for, for my mental health. And it's like these tiny, tiny little things stretching. Like I literally do like a downward dog, an upward dog, a downward dog and touch my toes. And then, you know, some other stuff and getting outside, I would literally just walk out up and down the street. I'm not going on runs. I'm not doing anything crazy, but these little reminders that rooted me back in myself are, you know, I'm not saying I had the best mental health last week and I still don't, but if I could, if I could be like, go back and be like, okay, you did some things right last week, Zoe, you stretched almost every day. You got outside every day and you tried not to check your phone in the morning. And those were the things that kept me, kept me all right. And it's, and it's in these moments that I think we really need to remember that habits are not to be built or perfected in times of trauma or crisis. This is not your optimization state and that's okay. This is not the time that you're checking every single box and doing the full spectrum of your habits and routines that make you, you. This is the time for the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, sweetie. Keep it simple, sister. I don't care what you say, but keep it simple. You need bare bones. And I don't think that that really like clicked for me until now. And traumas come in all shapes, sizes, colors, whatever. Last week was one for me. It was one for many, many other people in in this country, in this state, in this city. But learning how to simplify and return to your habits when everything else feels like it's blown the fuck up is an art in itself. And being able to then build upon those as you start to return to yourself post-trauma, no matter how long that takes, is also an art. 
the simplification and then the building upon or the growth post-trauma is is just as hard as building and nailing and doing the full habit routine ritual that you like raised hand emoji star sparkle aim for every single day and it it hits home for me right now again because <laughs> it's, it's taken me almost a year to to really get that and get that that simplification is needed in times of crisis in times of trauma in times of overwhelm whatever shape size or color that it might be and also because tonight was one of the first nights that I started to feel myself return to myself not because I did my 6.30 a.m. wake up, my meditation, my journal, my stretching, my water, my walk, my coffee, like everything that I've built in my habits for so long, but because I got outside for a really long time. I hit my 10,000 steps. I did a yoga class, even though I was a little bit late. So sorry, Betta. And... I journaled and now I'm doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm all this to say, (laughs) don't be so hard on yourself. Keep it simple and don't judge yourself when shit's tough. And that's all I got for you. (laughs) I'm so extremely grateful to be back home. Um, I'm so extremely grateful to my, my mom and my stepdad for giving me a place to stay. I'm so grateful to my partner for flying into a state that didn't really know what the hell it was doing. I'm grateful to all my friends for calling me and checking in on me last week and for all the birthday love. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for, for the, the shelter, the warmth of food, the water that I had. And I'd also encourage you to give what you can to the people who are not in the same boat as I am. There are plenty of organizations who are doing great things for, the state of Texas and the people of Texas and and feeding them and housing them and um, continuing to do more for anyone who needs it than it seems that our government is doing right now. So if you're interested, please check out Austin Mutual Aid on Instagram. They take donations via Venmo. Feeding Texas is another organization that you can donate to. Um, I'm grateful to everyone who donated through my Instagram Venmo um, campaign, I guess you could call it. We raised over $1,600 for both Feeding Texas um, and then also a fundraiser that was done by a Taste of Cocoa, a local food blogger, to bring free meals to those in need and also support the restaurant industry during this time. Because as a reminder, 
we're also in a global pandemic. So <laughs> it's been a wild week for the people of Texas and, and the surrounding states. Um, it's been a wild week for myself and I'm just grateful to be safe and healthy. Um, and I hope that this gives you a little reminder to, to keep those habits simple whenever you need to. Uh, and also to be grateful for the little things in life, whether that's having power, whether that's having drinkable water, whether that's having a warm bed to sleep in, or that's a partner or a friend or a family member that you can talk to when things get tough. And that's all, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support, whatever that means to you or to me. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Love y'all. <laughs>